You're all we ever hold for. Today is Momentum Sunday where our church is gathering all together for our year in offering. Those of you online, I see a lot of you online today. I hope that didn't mean that you were skipping out on what we need to do as a church family. Amen. <laughs> but with all of you online today, make sure that we govern ourselves because when this sermon is over, we coming together to consecrate these seeds unto the Lord. Amen. You support we come together and bless what's blessing us and there's already those who've already given their seeds um, we're close we already have two thousand dollars already yeah already got two grand already and i'm believing somebody gonna cut something even bigger amen we already given so as we continue to give today as we're coming together we're believing that as we sow this seed today as a church family I'm sowing, my wife and I are sowing, everyone is sowing together. There's been people that have sold outside of our church. And so we're believing God today that as we come together, that we sow this seed, that God is going to push momentum in our lives personally um, as we close out this year in the name of Jesus. I don't give a rat's if it happened at 12 at midnight. I don't care. Whatever happens, happens. Amen. We just want to see the manifestation of the glory of God. Amen. And so I'm encouraging everybody, those of you watching online, I know I see all of you on the app and YouTube. So make sure that we govern ourselves accordingly and get ourselves ready for when we come together and pray over our seeds because we're believing God. Uh, we're believing God in a mighty way. Amen. Amen. I'm believing for even surprise breakthroughs too. In the name of Jesus. Well, I got a word for us on this Momentum Sunday. And I'm going to be honest with you, I prayed all week long for what the Lord would have me to say. Nothing was clicking. I came to the office here yesterday um, to clean up and, and spend some time with God and, you know, seek him for what he would give me. And God gave me something completely different than what I really asked for. I was like, listen, Doc, I need a message. <laughs> I need something to take this church into momentum. But the Lord started downloading him to me about the year of 2024 even more. And um, my lips have to remain sealed until I get to we uh, get to Vision Vision Month in January of 2024, which we're almost there. All right. So, but the Lord gave me this on my in, um, in the car on my way back home yesterday, and I feel like this is where we are. Numbers chapter nine verse sixteen says, "So it was always the cloud covered it by day, and the appearance of fire by night." <clears throat> Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, after that, the children of Israel would journey. And in the place where the clouds settled, there the children of Israel would pitch their tents. At the command of the Lord, the children of Israel would journey, and at the command of the Lord, they would camp. As long as the cloud stayed above the tabernacle, they remained encamped. Even when the cloud continued long, many days above the tabernacle, the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and did not journey. So it was when the cloud was above the tabernacle a few days, 
according to the command of the Lord, they would remain encamped. And according to the command of the Lord, they would journey. Verse 21 says, so it was when, so it was when the cloud remained only from the evening until morning, when the cloud was taken up in the morning, then they would journey. Whether by day or by night, whenever the cloud was taken up, they would journey. Whether it was two days, a month, or a year, the cloud remained above the tabernacle. The children of Israel would remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. Verse 23, and says, At the command of the Lord, they remained encamped. And at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of of Moses at the command of the Lord they remained encamped and at the command of the Lord they journeyed they kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses I want to talk to you very briefly from the subject follow the cloud follow the cloud ladies and gentlemen we find ourselves really briefly is that this is this event that is taking place in this text is right after the Passover, right after Passover, and this right here is taking place. Whereas though that uh, they uh, the 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 cloud, ladies and gentlemen, or what we're referring to is the presence of the Lord. Let's get there first. Uh, that the cloud that we're referring to is the presence of the Lord. And God, what, what now, uh, there was a cloud that was leading them, and then there was the fire by night that was also leading them when it was night to illuminate their way, amen, at nighttime. However, this is where it's so interesting now that now that the tabernacle and all of that has been established, now the cloud is sitting. You have to catch this very quickly. The cloud, ladies and gentlemen, or the presence of God is now in the midst of them. This is very important to catch, ladies and gentlemen, because this is actually a foreshadow of the work that the Holy Spirit would do in us. This is a foreshadow, ladies and gentlemen, how the glory of God, how he would his glory will not just will not no longer rest in a tabernacle or a physical space. But now his glory, ladies and gentlemen, would rest in the ones he created. Say, follow the cloud. This is very interesting, ladies and gentlemen, because these verses, ladies and gentlemen, seem as though that they are so redundant. It's so seems like there's so much redundancy. Okay, they got up in there and then they left here, then they sat there, and then this happened, and then that happened, and then they're doing all of this stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And so, but this is important for us to realize because they they did not they did it in obedience to God. And you look at this verse 23, in the command of the Lord, they remain encamped. And at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord that no matter if it was at nighttime, no matter where the cloud was, their eyes was fixed on where the glory of the Lord was. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what that is supposed to show you is how God moves as a guide, ladies and gentlemen, and protection. That your eyes, if you're going to move in a place of momentum and you're going to move forward, you have to move forward under the guidance of the Holy Spirit leading you. And it did not matter the inconvenience that even if they just sat up there, if the cloud moved, they had to get up. 
Because what is happening is, is that some of us don't see momentum is you're behind when God has already moved steps ahead. God has already moved and you're still praying that God will move at the same spot that you're in. But you have to understand that they were journeying in the wilderness and the wilderness was not their destination. The promised land is the destination. What is this also a foreshadow of? That you and I, ladies and gentlemen, we are journeymen. This is not our final destination. This is not our final destination. That means, lady, this, this is what it means, is that as long as I'm here on the earth, God has an end goal, uh, end goal uh, as it pertains to my life. And his, what he does from my birth, from my conception, which he already knew the plan, I was already hidden in God, he already knew who I was, what I would do but prior to, because he's not bound by time. Because he lives outside of time, God sees everything. He sees everything, and there is nothing under the earth that is not purposed. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when I was born out of my mother's womb, I was born with purpose. When you were born out of your mother's womb, you were born with purpose. And with that purpose, there is an end goal. And ladies and gentlemen, a lot of times it is your own free will that will determine, ladies and gentlemen, if that end goal gets accomplished. But the way that we move and come up higher, as we talked about last week, is that we follow where the glory of God is leading. Because if you are behind, then you are, ladies and gentlemen, if they didn't catch up or if they didn't walk when they saw the cloud move, what will happen is, is that now you are unprotected. You are unprotected. If you don't have the fire by night and it's already moved, you are unprotected. That means you are subject to the elements. You are on your own. And what people are doing, it's trying to walk without the assistance of a guide. You are trying to walk without the assistance, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let me back up. Not, not only not, not, let me let me back this up. Not just a, not not really an assistance of a guide because some of some of us are really allowing other people to really guide us. You allowing other people's lives and then you want to match up your life with that to help guide you and help push you forward and stuff like that. No, you living by a guide, but it ain't the guide. It ain't the God, the one who knows your whole story, the one who knows every hair and every strand on your head. The reality of the matter is, is that if they stayed where they were, they would be unprotected. They would be subject to the elements and they would have to figure out how will they get from Egypt all the way to the promised land. And some of you are seeking the promise, ladies and gentlemen, but you don't want the route in which it's going to take to get you there. See, when you have to understand this, ladies and gentlemen, that what is so interesting is, is that this is one of the few times that Israel really obeyed. <laughs> this is one of the few times, ladies and gentlemen, Israel truly obeyed. <laughs> because at any given moment, that cloud could move at any given moment. And guess what? God purposely did not allow his movements to be predictable. Because this is also a sign of what faith is. They did not know where they were going. (laughs) But all they could do is walk by what they have seen through the glory. And wherever the glory would take them, that's where they would go. 
And if the glory had them journeying a long time, you have to understand that, the, 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 listen, the Bible said they could have journeyed for a year and never stopped. Hallelujah. And that's the crazy thing, how they can continue the journey. And listen, you can get so tired and you traveling and man, hey, God, are you going to stop right here? No, 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 no. And there's some times where as though that there's times where there is no forward movement, where the glory just rests at a certain place at a certain time. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have all of these dynamics so that God would show them what it means to really depend on him. Because, listen, if you start being able to predict God's movements, then it doesn't take much faith to understand what's going to happen. And God's goal is to keep us in continual de dependence on him. You don't know when I'm going to stop. You don't know when I'm going to tell you to go. You ain't going to know when I, we stop here and then we got to go the next day. Listen, you have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because God wants us to have complete dependence on him. That our lives are fully submitted to whatever he says and whatever you see the movement going, you follow that. And so, ladies and gentlemen, these movements were unpredictable. Purposely. And the route that he took them was purposeful. And so he takes them through this journey and this journey in the midst of them because his glory is resting in the tabernacle in the midst. And ladies and gentlemen, it's, this is tough because I need you to visualize this. You're talking about over a million some people all trying. And then not only that, but when they go, they listen, they have to pinch a tent and all of that stuff like that. And not only that, but then you have to pinch the tent of the tabernacle. That's it. That's it. That's it. So guess what? You just sat there a day. You pinched the tent. And then the next minute, oh, my God, let's all get up. We got to go. Visualize that. that is, that's a lot. That's not easy. You say to yourself, Lord, I just got to this job. What do you mean I got to move on here? I just got here. Listen, I ain't even got my first, my first two paychecks yet. It is already something else. Huh? I'm trying to get it in your mind that God don't care about your convenience. See, the reason why some people don't want to follow the cloud because they don't want to be inconvenienced. Hallelujah. And God don't care about your convenience. All he cares about is getting you to his destination that he has for you that it will ultimately bring glory unto God. Are you hearing me? You have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that they did this at the command of the Lord. At his command, they moved. At his command, they got up. And they followed as the glory sat in the midst of them. My question to you is, if that if you're going to move in a place of forward progress, and the progress, see, see you have to realize, though people may be really physically or, or, or in your mind you're thinking that you're moving forward, the truth of the matter is, is that you may not be going the right direction. You can think that you're making progress, but really, you're really, you're really behind because you're not where the cloud is. That's the reality. The goal is, ladies and gentlemen, is to get where the cloud is. 
And for us and why God gave me this message and dropped it on my spirit to give us at this particular juncture in time is that the people of TCF, you watching online, all you in the room, the reality of the matter is, is that this church, if you're going to make progress, if you're going to make progress, if we're going to move in momentum, if we're going to move into not only momentum in a place where God is about to bring sudden exposure, then you have to follow where the cloud is moving. And when you refuse to follow the cloud in your disobedience, you will pay the price because you are uncovered. That's the reality of the matter is that our obedience has to be sharp. That you, that's why you have to set your mind on things above because the cloud, ladies and gentlemen, was high enough so that all millions of them people could see and know it was time to move. Are you hearing me? You got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, some of you fantasize or romanticize the past and God ain't in your past anymore. He's in the future and you still stuck where you are, hoping and licking your wounds from what was and you got in the glory cloud that already moved and you still stuck. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to become unstuck today and realize that you got to catch up to what God has already done. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop saying, I wish I could have, would have. All of that don't mean nothing. If you just, all you got to do is make a conscious decision today to say, listen, I see that the cloud has gone steps ahead of me. And guess what? Let me move in faith and catch up to where it is. God got room for you right there, but you just got to be open to take it. You got to be willing to go with him. You got to be willing to be inconvenienced so that you can get to the promised land. Because the cloud was only necessary as they were in the wilderness. It was only necessary as long as they were in the wilderness. But God was trying to get them to a place where they could learn and their faith depend on him so that he can lead them to what, they was, what was theirs and what he promised them. Ladies and gentlemen, he's trying to teach us through this right now. He's trying to show us right now that, lady, that, that listen, while everybody wants to follow the cultural trends and do what's that, no, 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 you following the wrong thing. You need to follow where I am. It don't matter what they say. Oh, living to live together prior to. Nah, don't do it. Follow the cloud. Oh, my goodness. They telling you to invest in this, invest in that. No, 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 no. Follow the cloud. Because, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, God will never stir you in the wrong direction. And matter of fact, if you go with God, he will keep you from a lot of things that really should take you out. Ladies and gentlemen, there was one this, this guy was telling me I need to invest in this particular thing. Uh, 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 and I was messing with crypto and, and at the time, but the mess, it, the, but put something in that. And the Holy Spirit told me, don't you put no money in that part. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. And because I did not do it. What happened is, is that this particular stock froze because it was under an investigation, so they couldn't move it out. What am I trying to tell you? 
you got to follow in obedience because everything that looks like it's about to be glitter doesn't mean that I need to go towards that because there ain't no gold there. There's gold of where God is trying to lead you that is flowing with milk and honey and that no longer you will eat off of the land. You can be inconvenienced for a moment, but I'm getting to a place where I'm going to eat off the land. Hallelujah. I'm going to get to a place where I don't got to wonder no more that I'm in the place that I'm supposed to be seated with him. I'm not, oh my God, I may be right now going through and probably being, and giving all my all to certain things, but guess what? I'm following him. You have to follow. All right. Well, let's, let's give some other verses and then we're going to go. Uh, let's go to Psalms 32, verse 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. This is what the Lord said to the psalmist. He will guide you with who? His eye. The eyes of the Lord goes from to and fro. There is nothing that the eye of the Lord does not see. Hallelujah. Sometimes the glory cloud will stay put in a place to protect you. To say, hey, stay here. It ain't good up there. Hallelujah. You got to stay right here for a little second. Just just hold on for a second. I, I, I got to clear the way up front of you because there's too many obstacles right here. And no, 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 no. Let me clear this path for you for a second. Hallelujah. Some of you trying to rush and you don't understand God's trying to clear a path for you. And your impatience is causing you to try to move and you don't have to move yet. All you got to do is be patient because when God gets, when God tells you to move, it's already been clear. Hallelujah. I thank God because he, listen, he'll make my crooked places straight. But all I got to do is be patient. I don't, listen, you don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, I told you this two weeks ago. You don't understand that when God gives you an instruction, that is not just something else is tied into that somewhere else. Because something on the other end, God is opening and doing things and trying to orchestrate people to be in certain positions because God uses people to bless you. And guess what? Your enemies can bless you as well because guess what? Whatever God has sanctioned in the earth has to come to pass. Are you hearing me? Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand that they followed him. Why not follow him? They just saw all of these miracles and all these works that was done for them in Egypt. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, every time I don't want to lose, I don't want to miss out. I need to go and follow where he's going. So with his eye, he's going to instruct me. He's going to teach me in the way I should go. He's going to do that. And I will guide you with my eye. Hallelujah. There's been times in my own personal life I said, Lord God, why, you, why does it feel like I gotta, I'm trying to drive to D.C., but you're trying to take me to Paris, and then out of Paris, then I go to Germany, and then from Germany, I'm going, I'm going to Texas just to get to D.C. Have you ever asked God the question, like, why do I feel like I always go through hoops? And then I look at other people, it's just like, man, it happens just like that for them. Like, look, man, I pray, you know, I speak in tongue. I do all of this, man. What's make them so different? And you try to figure out, why is it that that's happening? Like, I'm following. Why well, don't understand that? Hmm? You have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, that 
God is no respecter of persons. And not and, and listen to me. Everyone's process is not the same. Not saying that anyone is better than another person. What I am saying to you, that there are certain individuals that God will purposely take you through the ringer. Purposely. For a reason. Because there are some that he's entrusted a little bit more things to you. Not to mean that they're better and nothing like that. That's not what I'm saying. But there are certain people who God will use as platformers. What am I talking about? What I'm saying is, is that God needs you to be solid so other people can stand on. That you are a platformer. You platform people off of your platform. This is the crazy thing. Yesterday, I got a call the other day from a, 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 a pastor uh, or a, a potential pastor. They're, they're excited about starting a church, and I'm happy for them and all of that stuff, right? And I'm like looking at it, and he asked me something to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, uh, to help him and, 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 and help, uh, be one of the people to help him and guide him in his journey on his, um, um, of his church and all that stuff, him and his wife. And, and, um, and I, I think it was, it's been interesting all this year that's just been happening, right? And I'm like, listen, it is not until now where I finally figured out why I went through all the crap that I felt like I did in the early years of my ministry. Y'all been there for those of you been here. You've been there. And the reality is, is that just now it feels like we really are coming into our own. And it feels like just now is like, oh man, things are centering around. But you don't realize that those moments were the foundation that so that other people could be platformed off of. You don't understand that the reason why God will take you and follow you and, and inconvenience you in certain things is because there is a wealth of knowledge to learn along the journey. You know, the greatest problem solvers are the ones who have inconvenienced themselves to figure out why the why behind everything. You get what I'm saying? Because you don't realize that these moments through through success, failure, all of that stuff that life comes with is so that it will build on you a wealth of knowledge because there's going to come a day where somebody has to sit and figure out how did you were able to manage and get through what you got through. Craziest thing is this. I'm like, craziest thing is there was a time where we was experiencing so many deaths all at one time. It was like a whole decade. It was like, man, well, here the black suit again. <laughs> Somebody, to, you have to do this again. It was real. And it seemed like a, a, one of the families of our church, we were just with them on Thursday, the Gorms, and that's been kind of happening in their family. And I'm like, you don't realize that for them, because of what you went through, you can help the God somebody do their toughest time of sorrow because you realize, listen, I know how that is. I know how that means where it feels like your family's almost depleted. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I can encourage you in that. You have to understand what did I do in those moments of grief? What did I, and I can share that. You don't realize that that is wealth of knowledge. As you're following the cloud, you are learning. As you follow the cloud, you're building history with God. 
I don't build history. I don't track my history with God to predict his what he's going to. I don't hear me. Let me backtrack. I do not track my history with God to keep him in the box of that's what he did. I track my history with God as an assurance of my tomorrow, knowing that he has my future in his hands. I don't track it to try to predict, oh, okay, if he did it this way, he might go and do it like this again. Because the moment you do that is the moment you're not really dependent. You're still trying to put it in your mind and trying to put God to like, hey, this is how you need to do it because I remember you did it this way. Are you hearing me? Let me give you one more verse and I'm out and I'm going to watch the Ravens game. Listen, (laughs) John 8 verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Ladies and gentlemen, not only is this referring to spiritually how that we will come, that how we come out of darkness now into the marvelous light as receiving Jesus. But ladies and gentlemen, does that let me show you something that not only is that he's the light, but he's the light to not keep me in darkness. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, is that even though I'm saved, I don't have to live in the dark of what is tomorrow or what's next. Jesus is the light. As I follow him, as I'm following him, he is lighting up my pathway. I don't have to walk in the dark with God. You don't have to walk in the dark with God. God is not keeping you in the dark about certain things. The word of God, ladies and gentlemen, is, a, is like a, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God, ladies and gentlemen, as you, inge- as you digest the word, as you as not only just digest it, not for no hid knowledge, but as you really apply that in your heart, what begins to happen is that as you're walking and following, it's lighting up your path. It's lighting up your path. I don't have to worry about being in the dark because I'm not in the dark because I'm in the light. And as as long as I'm following the light, as I'm following the word, and Jesus said that he is the word, as I'm following the word, then the word is lighting it up as I'm following him. And the light that we're referring to here as I come to a close is that he's illuminating things. That, ladies and gentlemen, though it may have been dark before me, as I approach it, it's coming more clear. That God will give you more clarity to your vision. That God will start to illuminate your path and show you, hey, oh, this makes sense. Ah, this is why you told me to do that. This is why you led me this way. This is why you're telling me to do this. Because now you're illuminated to what God has already ordained. So, ladies and gentlemen, as long as you don't follow the, if you, if you don't follow the word, then you're gonna feel like you in the dark. But if you're following the word, then you will be able to see the light and how it illuminates your very path. That's why he says, trust in the Lord, trust in Him always, 
Trust in him always. Do not, don't, don't acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your path. He will direct your path. Ladies and gentlemen, you are not the director. He is. The moment you get it in your mind that, listen, I'm, a, I'm willing to be inconvenienced. I'm willing to trust you even though I don't know why I'm all the way out here. I don't care where I, I don't know what this is all about. But guess what? I'm looking to see. I, the old folk used to say, I'm going to run on and I'm going to see what the end going to be like. Because guess what? My faith is at the point where, listen, God, the same God that got me out of Egypt is the same God that can keep me in the wilderness and the same God that can lead me to my destination and then the same God that birthed me in the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, and as I journey through this lifetime and do what he called me to do, then he's going to lead me to my eternal destination. As I follow the cloud, ladies and gentlemen, as I follow the cloud and put my faith in him, he's the cloud is leading me to my eternal destination. Hallelujah. So in the meantime, between my, oh my God, between life and between life. In the meantime, I didn't say death because I don't die. All I do is pass through death. So from life to life, when I say goodbye here and life on the other side, I'm experience what I meant to experience in this lifetime because the promised land, that earthly promised land, oh, ladies and gentlemen, was a foreshadow of what, oh my God, our eternal destination would be. And if I follow where he leads me, oh my God, if I follow where he leads me, if I follow Jesus, oh my God, if I follow, then along the way, Along the way, I'm storing up. I'm storing up my treasures in heaven. I'm storing up my treasures in heaven. I'm believing God because as I'm more following God, I'm storing it up. As I'm working his plan, I'm storing up my treasures. And ladies and gentlemen, I came to encourage TCF. It's time to stop thinking that you are God and let God be God and every man be a liar. It's time for you to get to a place of stop doubting and stop being a worry about what it's going to look like. You got to be okay to be inconvenienced. You got to be okay to be uncomfortable for a while. Because in a little while, after you didn't suffer a while, you will come out more established as you follow the cloud. And guess what? God did not forsake you just because you're going through some suffering. God did not forsake you just because the road is a little easy. It's a little hard. He didn't promise that it would be easy. He didn't promise that if you follow me, oh, it's going to be roses and cherry pickings. No, he promised that if you stay with me, I'll be with you until the end of the age. And promise that. He has promised that I'll be with you. I will guide you. I will lead you into where I'll have for you. That's what you have to understand today. That's what you have to put it through your mind today. So on this Momentum Sunday, my question to you is, are you willing to follow the cloud? Or are you going to stay in what, where God was 
and not where he is now. Some of you are where God was. He's not there anymore. Some people get com too comfortable in what was because they like where it was. But you don't realize that your season is coming to the drought is coming to you. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> you know why certain things purposely dry up? You want to know why God purposely dried up that brook from Elijah? It's so he can move. To not get comfortable by those means. Some of us are too comfortable with our means. Oh, man, this means right here. This is what it is. I can't lose this here. <laughs> Some of you ain't willing to lose because you think your loss is a loss. <laughs> that is permanent. <laughs> you don't understand how the kingdom works. And the kingdom to give up is to gain. The world tells you to give up. You lost. Kingdom of God tells you, you give up, you gain. The world tells you if you gain this, your soul will be completed. The kingdom says, what does it mean to gain the whole world but that you lose your soul? You still caught up in the means. Stand your feet, I'm finished. I'm trying to tell you that this church will not stay the same. There's forward momentum, progression, overcoming resistance. There were enemies in the wilderness as they traveled to the promised land, but their enemies didn't overcome them. Why? Because the cloud was with them. The presence of the God, presence of God was with them. And for, for some of us, you just underestimate the presence of God. And the glory of God. The reason why the glory was upon them physically like that is so that all of the nations could see that this nation was set apart for this mighty God. Even though this generation didn't see the promise, Joshua and them did. But when, they, when Joshua and generation got to Jericho, the people in Jericho was in fear because they heard about the glory of God with this people. I'm trying to tell you, what are you willing to do today? I'm not staying in what was, romanticizing where God used to be. I have to never familiarize myself with the glory whereas though I'm so familiar that I think this is, going how, this is how it's going to show up and this is always going to be, nah. Never, may you never you lose your wonder today of the glory of God. Never, don't you ever think that you're so familiar with the glory, whereas though that you don't reverence him the way that you should. Well, the Lord is telling TCF, I don't care how many intense times you had in worship, every time is a new time. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. There's a hymn of the church that would say, lead me guide me along the way they used to say oh lord if you lead me i shall not stray oh lord let
let me walk each day with thee hallelujah oh lead me to walk alone that your sins could be forgiven that your heart could be renewed today he'll say I'll put a new heart in you a new mind in you today I want to give you Jesus it is as simple as confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that he's Lord today and you shall be saved if you want to rededicate your life to Christ because you drifted off it ain't that God left the situation. It was that you did, but God is still with open arms saying, come back home. You're not condemned. Come back home. Let him love on you today. Let you come back into the protection of the Lord today. If you want to make TCF your home, you need a home church. Don't listen to that lie where people tell you, oh, I can have a good walk with Christ and not have a community, a church community to be a part of. You won't be that successful. You won't be that successful. I would love to be your pastor. I would love to serve you. And let's do life together. 
But if you want to know Jesus today, those of you who are watching online, those of you in person, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. I acknowledge you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again and that you ascended to the right hand of the Father just for me today. In Jesus' name, I want to make you the Lord of my life. Amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, text that number that's on your screen in the name of Jesus. Come on, it's momentum offering time. Get your seats together. As we pray over them, as we come together for such a time as this, we're believing that God is going to bring momentum to our lives today. Those of you already given, just lift up your, your phone or your seat or whatever. I'm going to give my seat today.